You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Awake After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Awake After Show. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing Awake Season One, Episode Five, entitled Oregon. I am your host Anna Koppel. This is Kristen Carney. Hey, Kristen. Hey. 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 Our AA meeting also doubling as. That's true. Um, we introduce ourselves here. So um, we will be here every Thursday night at 11 p.m. to talk about Awake. Uh, if you don't happen to catch us live on AfterBuzzTV.com, you can download us on iTunes, uh, find us on YouTube. And this is especially important because we're starting on Episode 5. We will be coming back to uh, catch up on Episodes 1 through 4. So look out for that. Yes, and as you guys are listening, um, as you guys may have noticed, whatever means you're listening to right now, you're getting it for free. And so these guys, um, I guarantee you, will do a fantastic job on each and every single episode. And so all they ask for in return are what I asked for them because they're a little humble and they won't speak up in that regard, but you got to rate and comment them on iTunes. It really means a lot to us. Um, we do listen to your guys' feedback, so... Um, Again, it's it's all we ask for in return, and it really takes like 15 to 20 seconds. While these guys, it takes them 15 to 20 hours just to prep on just, the day of. Just to read the comments. Right. That's right. So uh, without further ado, I know everyone I'm, wants to talk about the episode. I'm equally excited. I've heard a lot about the show. Yeah. I'm, I just I just want to throw in, I'm not humble about this. If you're going to rate the episode, I really want you to talk a lot about me in particular. <laughs> I want you to rate highly. So uh, I'm quitting now. Yeah. I'm, I'm well. leave. No, no, no. I mean, you can mention Kristen because she is great. But anyway, I'm not that humble. That's sweet that Phil would talk about me that way, but it's not true. Um, anyway, also, uh, we are we're sponsored by or this is Maria Menounos's project, right? Is that right, Phil? It is. Yeah. So, um, and she is on Dancing with the Stars this season. So uh, you should vote for her every opportunity you get. Because here's how it works. The, it, basically, Maria puts in. All of her money to do this. Right. And the longer Maria stays on Dancing with the Stars, the more we can spend, keep spending her money without her knowing. And the more we can get cool things <laughs> here at AfterBuzz TV, as these guys can attest to. Right. So, and the longer it's free for all y'all. So Hopefully she does it long enough where, like, you guys could just buy me a car. Like, that's what I'm hoping. That's how long she's on Dancing with the Stars for. I think, yeah. So, guys, please, if the, the, uh, the wrap here is... Um, Vote for Maria, comment, um, mention that you love me, and buy Kristen a car. Yes. So I think the message will get across. Without further ado, <laughs> let's talk about Awake. <laughs> Are um, you guys awake after that? You guys awake? I'm awake. I'm awake. It was a good episode. I love that show. I really do. Um, so tonight, uh, 
was entitled Oregon, and we're talking about um, Hannah, who is Britain's wife, moving to Oregon. So what are the implications uh, of Hannah actually moving to Oregon? Because we know that um, Britain has this double life, a foot in two worlds, and a lot of that relies heavily on him being in the same, he lives in the same house, he is at the same precinct and works with the same people, and so what would it mean? It would mean the writers have a huge job in front of them. Well, besides that, what would it mean for Britain? I think it would mean that his dreams are going to get even worse, because I think any time anyone has any dream that is um, that is unsettling, they only seem to get more anxiety-ridden, and they only seem to get more out of control. So I think if he is going to venture up to Oregon, um, I don't think he's going to actually get out of his dream state. He's going to get into a deeper nightmare. Right, right. Um, Britain doesn't uh, – he is aware that one of these realities is not a reality, but he doesn't seem to care because he has both his wife and his son. So he doesn't want to let go of either of them. And I know towards the end, you know, both of the therapists were suggesting like, great, this is progress. This is growth. But I agree. I don't think that he will give up either reality. It's just going to get more complicated. He's going to get more stressed out. I I think in every episode, he seems to just be more of a wreck and just um, more exhausted and because obviously he's never really getting good sleep, right? Right. So uh, I just think that uh, he's going to go downhill. I definitely think he's going to go downhill, and I'm excited to see it because I think the show has really a lot of endless possibilities being that he's in a dream state. And we all know from our own dreams that they can go crazy and they can go in this direction and that direction and not make any sense, but yet make so much sense. So um, if he goes up to Oregon... Uh, I am going to really just be so in awe of how they handle this logistically. Because how how do you think it would work if he was in Oregon? Would it be um, he wakes up and he's in Oregon and then all of a sudden the dream is maybe puts him that he's no longer in Oregon, but that he's perhaps back in in LA LA and just dreams from, I I literally, I can't even wrap my brain around how they're going to figure out that. Well, I think the thing that's going to be the most complicated is um, he seems to get a lot of a lot of his tips uh, or not tips, but he seems to be able to solve a lot of his crimes from each dream gives him uh, hints, clues, or each reality, whichever reality, right? So that uh, he can solve the crime in the other world. So I think that would be the biggest problem because uh, obviously he's working in the same precinct. Would he even still be a police officer, a detective um, up in Oregon? Well, I think I think if he, the, my first thought would to, to would be to imagine that if he's in, in Oregon, I'm gonna saying that word over and over because I want to say Oregon, but I just don't <laughs> want to sound like I'm from the East Coast. If he goes up to Oregon, I think that it might actually lend to more clues what's reality and what's not because it's going to be so much more difficult for him to to dream the way he had been dreaming right so i feel i feel like that would bring out more more intuition that wait no this this isn't natural or this isn't right um so i think eventually maybe there would be more of an answer if he was up there right but i think he doesn't want that in the pilot no, he definitely doesn't and right. that's a really good point that you brought up earlier before we came on air Right. So if you want to elaborate on that. Yeah. Um, in the pilot, he um, 
he had said to one of his therapists that if, if what was it, uh, if keeping both of them, meeting his wife and his son, means that he has to sacrifice his sanity, he has no interest in making any progress. Right. And why, why would you? When, you, when right. you go through such a state of shock and trauma, the last thing you want to do is be without your loved ones. And, and I think that his motivation to stay in is in his dreams is harming no one because I mean, in a sense, you know, whoever is alive, if, if it's the son or if it's the wife, you know, he's not tending to them in the best way that he can, but in a, in a way he's not harming anyone because he's loving. He's like getting a chance to love everyone. And I guess I shouldn't even really say that he, he is harming the person that's in the reality. He's not, you know, like I said, he's not giving them that proper care and attention. Um, but I just feel like it's so out of a, a place of good and not out of a place of selfishness, even though you could say that in the long run. Well, I mean, I think it, it is exactly selfishness. I mean, it's self-preservation and it's, you know, I yeah. want to keep both of them. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is self selfish. I guess the way I'm trying to look at it is like, it's, it's an innocence in it's an innocent selfish, you know, he's not doing it in a to way where to, to anybody. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's, it seems just more like he literally was keeping his family together. Right. And that's what he can do as a man who doesn't have any otherworldly um, like abilities. Like, right. you know, he can't do the wand like God normally does, you know, usually yeah, God has the right. wand. Like yeah. he actually has a wand. Yeah, I was actually just at coffee bean with God. We're <laughs> talking about yeah. that one. They wand. didn't make him pay because he just waved his wand. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was like, can, can you give me a refill? Yeah. You're like, this is like, I got be, it. Yeah. It's just a speed decaf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's great. He's so great. Good um, job, yeah. Thumbs up. Um, there is something that Rex, Rex, by the way, was barely in this episode. He was barely in the episode. I like the chemistry between, um, between husband and wife though. I yeah. think, I, I think there's maybe being an adult and not having children that re- relating to the relationship aspect, they were talking about them going their own ways just because they've grown apart. And so I like watching the wife, um, but and and I know Rex has kind of been a little bit of the the son who doesn't want to be involved with his dad, and that always just is like um, less interesting to me in a way. But well, it's definitely less less interesting to watch when you're like two of your main characters are not interacting. Sure. Yeah. But, exactly. But I think it's definitely like age appropriate. Yeah. He's fifteen, sixteen, I'd, somewhere in there. Um, but the episode did open with the two of them sitting in traffic. And Rex says, looking up on his phone, sig alert, whatever. And he said um, that the freeway looks worse. And Britton says, what could be worse than not moving? Or and what could be worse than not moving? And he said, well, maybe moving backward. And then it was interesting because the rest of the episode we're talking about moving. Right. But in a different sense. Right. But do you think moving to Oregon would be a step backward? It would definitely be a step backward in terms of his progression into a healthy state of mind. So in a way, yeah. they are definitely moving backwards if, if he ends up going. Right. And I think they will end up going because of um, the criminal who didn't have a name, I believe, um, going to... The FBI agent who was the Gemini. Gemini, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, him being in Portland is definitely going to add um, a lot more trauma to his already traumatizing situation. So I think he would, yeah, definitely go downhill yeah. quickly. 
let's talk about that really quickly. Yeah. Um, so we know that Gemini is going to be in Oregon because at the very end of the episode, uh, he calls Detective Britton and he says, you know, 12 and a half years, nobody's been able to catch me in two days or in a week. We have two interactions. Um, speaking for myself, I'd be very disappointed if you woke up. Then in the background we hear flight 402 to Oregon is boarding in 10 minutes or whatever. Um, so that leads us to believe that what? I mean, what I got from that is that like he's in a dream state. Yeah, yeah. Talking about the clue, you know, what what hints are we getting and what hint, hints aren't we getting? I didn't originally look at that as a hint because I didn't know what it, I didn't know how to decode that. So it was almost like so if he says if the, if Gemini says you're I don't want you to wake up, it would clearly mean that he but it, that he's asleep. But it's too that's too easy. Right. So I didn't want to interpret it necessarily that he was asleep because it's like, no, no, they can't be giving us that information quite yet. Right. So it has to be like, there has to be some like in between the lines meaning to that statement. Right. Um, I guess being somewhat tired right now and then trying <laughs> to like, trying to decode all of this is like trying to do a math problem for me tonight. Right. Because I'm thinking, okay, if awake is asleep and asleep is awake, A plus B doesn't equal C anymore. Right. I'm, so You're I'm, perfect for this right now. Actually. Yeah. You're actually in the perfect place to talk about this. <laughs> Caffeine is needed for an episode called Awake, actually, which is like hilarious. But We'll give you Red Bull next time. Yeah. It'll be fine. I mean, it's a great, it's a great show. It's really, really entertaining. I just, to focus on what is actually happening is so difficult because there's a lot going on within the episode. So you're not only trying to decode his dream, he's you're trying to go with him on a journey of solving a crime. Right. So there's like two layers of what your brain is calculating in the show. It's it's a cool show because it's like yeah, it's, part psychological, it's part crime, it's, you know, yeah. interpretation of dreams. Yeah. It's cool. It is cool. And, it, and I think they need that element of crime to to have interest held because if it was just a guy like mowing his lawn, he's like, am I awake or am I asleep? <laughs> right. like, and then the blades of grass are like this long. He's like, I must be asleep. This must be a dream. You know, that would get boring. Right. So I think it's cool to, to put the two together. But I think, you know, again, being a little bit tired tonight and trying to follow it, it was a little bit um, difficult for me. So I'd like to watch it more, more often feeling like really perky. Um, but the, um, the other hints that we came across that you mentioned was the call from Hannah. Right. That that Britain called her several times while she was in Oregon, but she, uh, she never answered, but she did call him. Right. Um, so how would you, how does that necessarily lend a clue? It, it doesn't, but it is something to notice. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not like, I mean, it, it's a clue. It's not like evidence right you know right, right. Um, it's not a smoking gun right right but you know um a, a dead person doesn't answer their cell phone right um, but a crazy person can imagine a phone call right so, exactly okay so it's you know it's a clue it's something to be aware of yeah um and i think also that with gemini calling him and going to oregon and because he seemed to like, he was fascinated with Britain. He kept saying, yeah. you know, people like us and yeah, the world yeah. needs people like us. Yeah. Um, 
to backtrack to Hannah for a second, yeah. the, the feeling that I got from listening to the phone ring and go to her answering machine, it did feel kind of ghostly in a way. It did feel empty. And not that just because someone's answering machine picks up, they're like dead. <laughs> right. But I always think that though. I always I'm like <laughs> I worst know. case scenario. Exactly. Oh my god. Exactly. My dad. Yeah. So you dad. associate. Sometimes you associate it with like fear. You know, you call somebody five times and you're like, all right, what the f is going on? Right. So when he called her, maybe the first time it was like, okay, there's an answering machine. When he called her two, three, four more times, I definitely before she had called him back was thinking like, ooh, that's not a good sign because that reminds me of just someone who has been hurt or injured or like incapacitated or dead in some way can't answer their or phone. Or leaving you as his therapist and that reality right. suggested. Right. But the two being left and someone passing away is uh, almost the same thing in right. a sense. It's a loss. Right. So it's a loss. Yeah. So. so what the therapist was interpreting it as was the way someone who's sleeping could possibly interpret someone dying. You right. know, like, you know, if you are going through a breakup, if you are going through a divorce, you will have dreams possibly that the person died. Right. I know for me, this, to get a little bit personal, I'm not going to talk about my boyfriend, but um, <laughs> my brother and I recently, which is very strange uh, for us, we haven't really been speaking and we kind of got into a little bit of a fight. And um, I had a dream um, a couple weeks ago because it's been kind of going on for a while. Right. And I had a dream that I was with my whole family, but my brother died. And so I think that was really symbolic of just what's going on right now because yeah. he's not really in my life. Right. So my dream, he was, he was dead. Right. Even though I don't think it was like a premonition, he's not going to really die. But so I, you know, that interpretation was very logical within his, his therapist, you know, it was either him saying it or his therapist because his therapist in his dream state is him. Yeah. Right. It's just like a reflection of him and his subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say the therapist um, played by Cherry Jones, I believe her name is, looks just like my therapist. <laughs> She's like the quintessential like therapist, like peace lady who's like got it together, but you can tell very natural. And um, so I like her and um, I could see him dreaming up someone like her because she's comforting looking. Right. Like I wouldn't necessarily dream up like an Asian dude as a therapist because he doesn't really lend the same feelings that you would get from a, a older woman who kind of, almost well, what kind of like, feelings does he lend? Um, a sad one. <laughs> no, no, I um, love Asians, but no, I, the, um, the, the woman therapist is somebody who looks like a mom, a mother figure and she's comforting. So if I were to dream up a therapist, that's what she would look like. Sure. You know, and in the in um, Doctor Wong, I believe his name is. Well, his his name is B D Wong in yeah in real life. Yeah. So Doctor Wong would be someone that is probably practicing, but he's not my first creation. My my brain conjures up when I think of therapist. You know what I mean? So a, I don't know if that's a clue or me just way over analyzing it. Because she looks like your therapist. Because she looks like my therapist. But well, um, I think I think not casting, that I need a therapist, by the way. Yeah. Phil. <laughs> um, casting agents would disagree though, because like B D yeah. Wong like has played a therapist or a social agent in everything yeah. that I've known he's ever been in. Yeah. Um, Law and Order SVU and Oz and yeah. all kinds of things. Yeah. So. Um, so I guess, uh, you suck at casting. <laughs> um. Well, I believe, well, the things that I'll just say this really quick and then we'll move on. But I really, I believe that like people like him are therapists, but it's like, I guess what I'm saying is the comfort when you're dreaming, I think with being symbolic, y you know, you 
things manifest in your feelings and associations manifest into like people in your dreams, people you don't know. Right. But if you're looking for comfort, she looks comforting. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like if he's dreaming, perhaps she's part of the dream because she's so cozy and he's trying to find some comfort. But that's again, I think me to completely overanalyze. Well, but that's, that's okay. That's what we do here. Um, that he, See, that's how you see therapy is like a comfort and that's where you go to like be comfortable. He might not see therapy that way. That's true. He might see it as an invasion. Pain. Yeah. That that way I do associate it with Asians. Just kidding. (laughs) I almost said like Asian invasion, (laughs) but you went there first, so it's okay. Um, So yeah, I mean, he might have a completely different interpretation. He seems to really not be happy in those rooms sometimes and uh, he feels defensive and challenged and... So, um, yeah, I bet, I mean, I totally understand and agree with, with what you're saying. There are archetypes that one dreams of and show up again and again. So, yeah, uh, I guess time will tell. But good point, Anna. It's so true. Cause he's definitely not comfortable in therapy. Like I go in, I go in cause I'm like, I love talking about myself, you know, like, and yeah. he's like, I don't want to be in here. And I'm like, <laughs> we're already in an hour. Damn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's how I am. But. Uh, I think I think maybe it's mandatory for him to be in therapy. It is, it yeah, because he keeps saying, you know, um, you know, as soon as they don't make me do this anymore, I won't ever see you again. Right. So he definitely, definitely doesn't want to be in there. And he's a guy who is probably. I wonder the the character before the accident. They didn't show any of that, no, right? Throughout started with the accident, right? Because I I would wonder if before the accident, if he maybe had. Um, problems like communicating like he was very maybe he had a lot of pent up because I don't, I don't know I don't, I don't know never mind yeah. I'm not gonna go there yeah I just wonder what he was we like want to see the, the prequel yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um well I mean I think it's safe to say he was like a type a cop yeah you know yeah, yeah. so uh why do you think because you mentioned that you like that he uh is a cop, and that's interesting. It would be boring to see a Moe Milan. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Uh, do you think that that choice was on purpose? Do you think they chose cop, like, right away, or... When they were writing the series? Yeah. Um, probably. I feel like they probably went in it, in the series as, like, if, if you know, if the guy, if um, Kevin, or Kyle, Kyle Killen, which is, like, he created the show, which is, like, a badass name. Kyle yeah. Killen, I, I believe that's his name. Um, if if he started out with just the dream idea, and then someone said you need another element, right. I feel like they probably went straight for the crime because you you always had the audience left over from like CSI or you know and right. PD Blue or something. So um, so I feel like yeah, they definitely started him as a cop, and and then someone like that um, is going to be a strong character, but yet vulnerable because of the position he's in. Right. So it's not like we're watching like a meek person the whole time, like it would be like me. <laughs> just be like, meh, oh. meh. Um, I don't. Think what do you like think? That. Do you think? Um, I think, yeah, I, I definitely, I don't know if there's, it was their first choice or not, but uh, I think it's the only way to go about it. Um, first of all, it, they were constantly calling him into question and like questioning his sanity and like, yeah. should he really be on the streets? Like, should he be holding a gun? Have they been doing that in each reality, the green and the red? Yeah. Okay. Because yes. if they're calling into question his sanity, I feel like that would be more of a clue toward he's awake in that reality. Right. They've, they've been, been doing, doing it both. in both. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
So I think that's great. And, you know, like not trusting him, like giving him a new partner is like a babysitter and right. all of those things. I, I think it really just lends a lot to the story and yeah. the show. Yeah. Uh, I have been wondering if I should be picking up like clues or what from the specific crimes should that be yeah that crossed my mind as well it doesn't seem like it it doesn't seem like it's part of Britain's story at yeah. all the the only thing is that like he'll get hints from one reality that'll help him solve the crime and the other like we've mentioned but right. uh it doesn't seem like they're in any way part of his story which um would be interesting to see if they were sort of more intertwined. But. Yeah, I think that's um, earlier when I said um, there's, there's, um, oh God, oh my God, I just literally completely lost my train of thought. When, um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. That's going to happen five more times tonight. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Um, well. Wait, so say that, bring up that point again. Again, I and you really need caffeine or a Red Bull right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I can repeat it. I feel like I lost an eight-year-old woman. Yeah, yeah, I lost it. Yeah. Because I, I had something to follow up on that. Um, I was talking about, um, can we get a playback? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I was talking about uh, the, <laughs> the crimes themselves don't seem to have anything to do with Britain's story. Oh, right, right, nice right. To... Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Good, 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 good point. Good memory. Good memory there. <laughs> what was that again? Yeah. Um, I thought that as well, and I think that's, this is what I was going to refer to earlier, but when my, like I said, there's two, like the two things going on in the episode. Right. feel so disconnected. Right. That I think that's what I meant, like having a hard time just kind of staying focused on what's going on in both, because it's like you have a two lane highway in the show and you're not really crossing lanes at all. It's like you're, you're either in this lane or you're in this lane in terms of the dreams and the crime version of the show. Right. So, um, yeah, I feel like they're not related at all, but it would be cool if they were intertwined right? because it would be like, because you, you almost are feel proud of yourself when you notice something. (laughs) And I feel like that would give you the opportunity to feel proud of yourself because you'd be seeing more connections between the two. You'd be like, Oh, well, and also the show would be more engaging because I find that I get, more hooked into one story or the other. Right. And then I'm just kind of like paying less attention when the other story comes on. Um, I will be completely honest. I'm much more interested in the dream part. Right. Than I am the crime stuff. The crime keeps me going, you know? Right. Because you're like focusing on on solving. I think also what the crime um, does within the storyline is give you some sort of um, gratification or ending yeah, because it resolves so itself. That's so true. Whereas the dream is never resolving. Yeah. So you would be, if the crime didn't resolve and the dream didn't resolve, yeah. you know, you'd That's be like, such ah. a good point. That's yeah. such a good point. Yeah. I would get so frustrated with that show. Right. So I think maybe that's another reason why they put that in there because you have to have some satisfaction at the end of the episode. Right. Like they found the killer, but the, but I think it was also good that they left the cliff cliffhanger because um as we've seen in um a lot of other shows the river terra nova i love yay phil Phil smile hey hey (laughs) that was a show kristen and i did yes yes it was and um what they did i think in those shows was really close up each episode phil might disagree but i felt like they pretty much like each episode almost seemed like in a sense like a one-off because the issue within that episode was always resolved by the end right and then you never saw that same issue really overlapping into the following episode. It was like, you but know, one-off, one-off, one-off. But there was an overall arc, arc you right. know, but it was like, you know, those... Just like the river. Right. So 
with a, <laughs> with a show like Awake that we saw tonight, the killer being left within the ending of the episode to see him again is cool because he's yeah. not gone. He's not, you know, it's not right. like killer of the week. Right. You know, he's going to hopefully be in Oregon right. and cause a little havoc there and yeah. we'll remember him and relate to him from the episode before. So right. you won't have to get used to someone new every time necessarily. I mean, most of the time you, you will see new people in the show, but yeah. Yeah. I like that. We have a, we have another storyline going on here now. Yeah. yeah. Good. It's good. All right. Cool. Any more to say on the episode? Um, I just, I mean, I, uh, you know, we are stepping in at episode five and we are going to backtrack and go over the other episodes as well. But I think that this is a cool space. I think this is a cool show. I think it's the most original thing that I've heard of in a really long time. Yeah. And I think they can really do a lot of cool things with it. And, um, this, the, the only thing is I can see myself getting completely frustrated, not knowing eventually, like I need We're going to have to stick with it. Yeah. We're just going to have to yeah. stay I must committed. All right. Well, I think we're going to take a quick break, and when we well, come if back, I may oh, interject, please, please. I've been Phil. Uh, as you guys are talking about the show, I've been looking up at the forums, and uh, I don't know if this is a good theory on the show. I've never seen an episode, but uh, it seems long, so therefore it's probably in depth. And so this is what one fan writes. Um, he's he's commenting about last week's episode and his theory um, from that point earlier. So, police captain's statement that they didn't have to kill off his entire family to unknown man on bench made it clear that both son and wife were killed in an accident and that the accident was no accident. Ooh. Uh, let me know if I'm wrong, but the police captain has only been seen in the world where his wife exists. Is that a clue to anyone else? Also, in the wife world, police captain exists. Vega is his partner in parentheses, who's really just there to keep tabs on him. His previous partner was reassigned, taken out of the picture, and his shrink is intent on making him believe that his dreams are only dreams. Whereas in the Sun world, Vega is a um, patrol officer unknown to Britain, and his shrink is more fa uh, fascinated with the heightened abilities of his subconscious. So, uh, continues on. Here's my theory. I think that Britain is alive, not in a coma. I think the wife world is the real world, but wife world is a figment of his subconscious. Only the shrink and captain have mentioned his wife, and they both know what really happened and are allowing him to think his wife is alive. I think the sun world is completely a figment of his subconscious, maybe memories from the past. That world has something to do with the past and the reason why his family was killed. That world is where the answers could be found. That sounds pretty deep. I just got really Steve. confused. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. I was, like, I was Wait, so I... proud of myself until yeah. about thirty seconds ago. Yeah, but but this is this is why it's a good show. It has people talking. Yeah. There, everybody has different yeah. theories. That's yeah. you know, it's what makes a good show. Yeah, so. and you want to give your theory, right? Because I I agree with some of what he said. Um, specifically, um, the um, the 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 therapist in and the woman therapist, Doctor Evans, um, does want to talk about his his dreams more she seems more fascinated with with that rather than the um the the green the green reality or the red reality with dr wong i'm gonna get confused with that um seems um almost almost really resistant to the idea and almost like bullies him and so i think i th i think personally my guess is that the dream reality is the green reality which is with the sun also so i do agree with him on that yeah i think it's the other way around you do yeah yeah Interesting, mm. but I, I, but it, you know, then again, you know, with the wife and the phone call and right. all that kind of stuff, like, we're knows? just we're just gonna have to stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, so, Phil, permission to go to break? Commercial? All right. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about dreams, and we have some news and gossip. Stick around. We're going to stick around. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Welcome back. We're here buzzing about awake. Episode 5, entitled Oregon. Um, and I thought we would talk about some dreams, some dream experiences. So, uh, things that seem real reality. I have a really big dream thing to add in. Yeah, please start us off. Okay. Well, I will. Um, I had the most, I'll try to make this as concise as possible. I had the most intense dream I ever had in my life in 2001. Um, it uh, was about two weeks before September 11th and it call me crazy call me what you want um but you can't call me not psychic because I had a premonition can I call you collect yes you can All right. but you'll have to pay for I'm it sorry. I'm sorry I'm gonna send you the bill um I had a dream um that I believe was a premonition of September 11th terrorist attack um and and you know to talk about real like it was the most intense dream I've ever had and I woke up shaking and you know uh hot sweating but it didn't go away for the entire day you know sometimes when you wake up out of a nightmare you're like and then eventually you forget about it this dream I couldn't forget about all day and then the dream was um I was in a city and there were skyscrapers and I didn't know what city it was. It was a nondescript city. And I was in the city with my mom and we looked up and there were planes flying into buildings and the buildings were falling. Crazy. And my mom and I hid under an awning to stay protected from the crashing building. And I, I didn't I didn't remember dying or anything like that. It just right. that was the most intense part were the falling buildings and seeing the planes hitting the buildings and um in and in in my dream, the planes were actually cartoons um, for some reason. Like, they almost looked like drawings of planes. Right. I think maybe to make it less harsh. Um, and so then, like, two weeks later, September 11th happens, and I was away at college. It was my first year at college. And, um, my you know, and I talked to my mom, and it was like everyone was freaking out. And she was like, this is your dream. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this was my dream because I had told her about it. Right. And so that was the most intense dream I've ever had. And I'm telling you, there's no question in my mind that it was a premonition. Right. And since then, I've had a couple premonition dreams, but nothing as intense. You know, so um, 
I can I can't ever forget the visual of that and I've had nightmares of airplanes ever since and I have a really hard time flying yeah. because um it was well, such a real yeah. dream. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That so is crazy. I ever since then, you know, when I was in high school, I didn't really care about dreams. I didn't think about it. People always had like dream journals and stuff, but yeah. I wasn't really like that concerned until I had that dream and ever since then, I haven't had a peaceful sleep. I have not and it's been 11 years. Wow. Yeah. So it's a long time to not sleep peacefully. It is. And I eventually start feeling a little bit tormented. And I yeah. like the show for that reason, because you get it. You, I get it. And it's almost like I feel like I can can connect with something sure. a little bit. Sure. So um, that's intense. Yeah. 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 It was really intense. Um, I, I always have really vivid dreams, super vivid. And uh, and often like they'll just stay with me all day or I'll wake up mad at somebody or, you know, and stay mad at them for like a week. Yeah. Silly. Um, but, uh, I'm able to, not all the time, but often I'm able to dream lucidly and, um, lucid dreaming for those of you who may not know, um, it's when you're aware that you're dreaming and if you get really good at it, you can sort of control what's going on. Um, like who's there, what's going on, what you can, I don't know. Summon creatures. That's crazy. That's Start crazy. flying I on get purpose. Good at it. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm just practicing lucid dreaming. That's yeah. what I'm going to tell people when I'm sleeping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're napping in the middle of the day. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I have an agenda here. Yes. Um. So one night I was uh, dreaming lucidly and I was like, I started to be aware that I was dreaming. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, let's start to make shit happen, you know? And, uh, and so I was like, well, let's start flying. And I'm going to like fly over this lagoon. And I was like, I want to see some dinosaurs. And it was like, <laughs> I was in the middle of like this really cool dream. And then I started to lose control of my flying. And I was like, all right, this is like freaky, going to be bad. And so I like landed into the lagoon and I hit the water like hard. I woke up and I was in this jacuzzi, like, <clears throat> And it sounds I was like, like oh my God. it was like spring break all of a sudden. Yeah, no, really. But I woke up and I was in a jacuzzi and I was like, I can't believe I fell asleep in a jacuzzi. Like, it's not good. My mom's talking to my grandma and. Oh, you were actually in a jacuzzi. Right. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Weird. Okay. Yeah. I was okay. That's part of the dream. So, okay. No, because I woke up, like I hit the water hard and then like I had like splashed myself. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I fell asleep here. This is bizarre. Um. And it was, like, at a hotel, and so there were, like, other random people here. My mom's talking about, like, she needs to get a manicure because I'd been, like, complaining about it for a week. So I'm, like, looking at my nails. I'm, like, yeah, I do need to get a manicure. How did I end up here? And then I woke up again. And it was insane to me. I was, like, did I just, like... I, you know, I was so freaked out because I I was awake, I tell you, awake. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I just woke up from a dream. Yeah. I was 100% sure I was awake. Right. And, and then, like, I wasn't convinced I was awake the second time, you right. know? So... I've never had that experience, though. That's what I haven't experienced is... A dream within a dream? Up. Yeah, waking up. I've never... You know, I've never woken up and then been still in a dream. Right. As as far as I remember. Yeah. Well, it was... was... I'm aware I'm dreaming sometimes, but I don't... When I wake up out of it, I usually just wake up. Right. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing is I was aware I was dreaming and then then I wasn't, you know, (laughs) because I thought I'd really woken up. Um, So that was kind of like... I know, Phil, you started to talk about Inception, how you're obsessed with it. Do you want to... Because a dream within a dream is like... Well, here's what I will say. It's it's a funny (laughs) quote from... um from 30 minutes or less. The reason I sleep so late is because I have a lot of dreams I want to accomplish. <laughs> good, uh, that's so good. I thought that was a funny one. That's good. Um, you know, as you guys are talking about dreams, uh, he, you know, in terms of movies, 
the re, you know, uh, I think Inception is one of the big reasons why a show like this does work. Right. Um, in terms of if if I was to suggest anything, uh, you know, for the audience, I think a really cool one is. Um, 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 waking life. Waking life. That's it. Yeah. I was. I was We're right that. here, Phil. We're right here. You had yeah. it. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of it. I had it before, but yeah, it's it's animated too, so it's really psychedelic in that regard, and and it kind of follows this kid, um, Wiley Wiggins, through his dreams, and uh, it, I guess comes to kind of a conclusion, but not really. So um, worth but checking out. Worth checking out, and all the conversations that he had. It's really just like a series of conversations, and there were like all these life theories and. And a lot of um, psychology and uh, communication theories. It's really, it's really good. What is what is this called? Waking Life. And it's a TV show. It's a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Yeah. It's yeah, and I think you know, uh, I think a lot of those types of movies have paved the way for this TV show to be able to yeah. work. You know what I mean? Was like, Big Fish a dream movie? Uh, Big Fish, sure, kind of, but it not wasn't. really. I don't not think really. So. I think it, I thought it was. I well, it was Big Fish because he was just making up stories. No. Oh, stories. So it was more like right, fantasy. Right. Fan- yeah. You yeah. know, rather than dreams. Yeah. But um, yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, Phil, before before you sign out of this conversation, um, Inception. Uh huh. Was he asleep the whole time? Um, I actually heard a pretty good theory about Inception. Um, because one of the one, a producer that I talked to. And he said, when I first read the script, it was a lot more clear that he um, that he was in fact not he, he in fact was real. But then the script, uh, but w- when it was actually shot, you know, it made it much more like, well, which one is it? Right. And then the theory that I've heard is that um, the grandfather did this to him. Did what to him? Made him stay in a dream. Oh, because he walks off so with so smirkly. Right. You know. So. Right. Anyway, that's a whole another conversation. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a short answer. I apologize. I didn't. <laughs> I have to watch that again because I made the mistake of only seeing it once. Yeah. So I really walked out, you know, being just as confused as when I took my SATs. You know, like yeah. I just. Didn't I didn't get my head wrapped around it at all. I know somebody who's like, oh, I didn't really like it. And he's like, so I turned it off. Like, he had 10 minutes left to watch in the movie. And he's like, so I turned it off. I'm like, are you kidding? Wow. Like, it's all about the last 10 minutes. Right, so, right. Wow. whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, who am I to judge? And I think also, uh, you know, we were talking about this in the during the commercial break. Uh, for, for those of you listening, one of the things that we'll start to do is bring in more perspectives, too. Because, like Inception, it, what's really tough is we only watch the episodes once. Um, here at After Buzz TV, and you know, especially with a show like this, you really want to go back in and watch it like three times to get yeah. the full meaning. Right. And we're lucky that, in many ways, that we do only get the West Coast feed of this, so that way we'll kind of see what you guys are talking about and try to cheat it that way and bring those perspectives into this show. Right. What's What's great about After Buzz and what's maybe not so great at times is we we come on right after the show, like right after, <laughs> like we watch it and we come in this room. So uh, we're literally we're processing with you guys. Um, so that's it's really cool. But at the same time, with a show like this, it's like you know I I wish I had some more time to process what's uh, been going on. So that's right. And what we we found uh, we found very successful in other shows. Um, is again the, a show like this just garners more interaction. So tweet with these guys. I'm gonna let them plug their Twitter handles. Um, you know, email us at info at afterbuzztv.com. Uh, tweet at afterbuzztv.com, and and you know uh, we also have the option to call in. So now that you guys know that we're also do this live, you know, um, 
just call in and talk with these guys. It's 424-256-1633 here in Studio B. But um, go ahead and plug your Twitters and then news and gossip. Um, great. You can find me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. Eventually, that's going to turn into Koppel for President, I have a feeling. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, yeah, too. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you can find me... Um, on Twitter at Kristen Carney, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-C-A-R-N-E-Y, and go to my blog, sweatthesmallstuffwithkristen.com, and um, leave comments and stuff. Yeah. yeah. We don't get tired of attention. No. So, of course not. Or validation. Yeah. So yeah. it's more validation. Yeah. That we, don't. we actually dream about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All the time. I'm when not sure. fall asleep tonight and people yeah. are just going to be sending me comments. Maybe you're that. already asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a disadvantage. It's like, like get, get to my news. dreams. Yeah. Get to the news. <laughs> and news. All right. So a um, couple of interviews. Uh, the first one is with Laura Allen. I got this out of TV Guide. Laura Allen, by the way, plays Hannah, the wife. Um, and she talks about how Britain is connected to things in the house. And um, it's been suggested, I guess, at some point that um, maybe Rex's room is a portal. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, like, between the realities, and I actually never got that, but um, she says, the real problem isn't geographical at all. Rather, Hannah refuses to acknowledge Britain's dream world because it's too painful. She says, I think the real crux of the problem in their relationship is there's kind of an unspoken rule that we don't talk about his dreams anymore. We can talk about Rex, but we can't talk about the dreams because anytime he mentions new information about Rex, it's almost a threat to her. In some ways, it's like he's saying, you don't really know him. So, I mean, that's true, that they haven't really talked about Rex at all since the pilot. Um, and she says, it's not going to be the case forever because there's a big piece of new information that comes to at us about Rex that Michael has access to. Michael is Britain. Michael has access to before I do. Spoiler alert! Oh my Spoiler god, that alert. scared me. I really thought we were being attacked. <laughs> It's not, okay. Um, and it's a big challenge to get our heads around, Alan teases. You pull these threads and suddenly there are all these new things you've learned about the son that you thought you knew. It kind of keeps him alive in a new way, and yet it humbles her, too, because she thought she knew everything. So... Was that not a spoiler alert? It sounded like a spoiler alert. It was Yeah. It was I wanted to be safe, more safe Just, than sorry. Yeah, safe than sorry. I did jump my heart a little bit, though. Yeah. So thanks for waking me up, actually. Yeah. I thought we had street. people after us. Oh. Um, and so then there's another um, really wonderful interview uh, with Jason Isaacs, who plays Michael Britton. Um, it was in hobotrashcan.com, uh, and uh, it's called One-on-One with Jason Isaacs. Did I just say that? One-on-One with Jason Isaacs. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and uh, it just came out this morning, March 29th, my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, baby Luke. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so I thought this was interesting. He They asked how uh, he got into acting, and he said he, he didn't really know. He kind of drunkenly stumbled into an audition when he was 19. Uh, people were signing up for clubs and, you know, chess club and cheese club, whatever they sign up for. And um, You get thrown into cheese club. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was a sign on the door that said, can you do a northern accent? And he said, and I quote, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I was just going to say, what the yeah. fuck is that? So, uh... A northern accent. I can do a northern accent, he what, said drunkenly <laughs> to himself. And uh, he said, uh, so I did a northern accent, they cast me in a play, and I just got completely addicted to the process of rehearsing. Cool. And so he's been doing it ever since. And I don't know if you've seen um, Jason Isaac's sort of pedigree, but he has been working consistently pretty much since I was born. Wow. So wow. 
So yeah, so he's great. You might know Jason Isaacs from Harry Potter. Yes, Potterhead. Voldemort. Um, and what else? There is something else really cool that he said. Well, oh, go ahead. Well, you find that I just um, found that uh, Awake, unfortunately, um, was down in ratings last week. Why? Um, by twenty five percent from the week before, despite facing no first run drama competition. Um, so that's not that's not cool. But no. um, it was their official. Um, count was for last week 4.6 million viewers overall which is not the worst in the world right but it's not you know um a leader by by any means no so it's not the best news and you know there was an article um a while ago that came out in like january before when they were speculating about the show and when it was going to come out and um the they were really talking about is awake too smart to be good ah is it too smart to gain an audience? You know, I think um, a show that had that issue uh, was the show on HBO um, with the. They were like it was a western. Oh, mm. Deadwood. 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 I think you know Deadwood had a similar problem. So perhaps it's too sophisticated for people to follow. Well, especially on network. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's not an HBO show. Right. So. Yeah, I think you you, think you network sh- people who <laughs> yeah. Do you think a show like this would work better on HBO or Showtime or something like that? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Guys, tell your friends to watch to watch Awake because we like it. You like it. It's got to stay on the air. Um, so this was just the the only other thing that I thought was really interesting. Um. We've been speculating. There are forums of people speculating what's real, what isn't. And um, and Jason Isaac says, uh, I love the fact that people are doing that. If that's what's engaging them, that's great. But for my character, the very last thing he wants to do is be forced into a realization that either of these worlds is a dream. He's not stupid. He knows that one of them is a dream. But the terror that would accompany, and in fact does at various stages in the series, accompany the knowledge or suspicion that one of these worlds is going to go away, is overwhelming. So I like that, that he... Uh, that's his character and that's where he stays. Yeah. 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 So, um, I mean, I think that's, uh, that's it for news and gossip. That's it. That's it. And now, predictions. TV predictions. Would you like to start? Would you like me to start? Um, so I think, um, predictions here. We've kind of, it's almost hard not to be predicting the entire conversation, but, um, you know, I predict that that uh, they're not going to go to Oregon. I don't think they are going. But if they do, that it's just he's not giving up any reality. Um, there's just no way. Then the uh, the lady who was on tonight, who was like an FBI agent, she was kind of a bitch. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. She made she quoted, uh, Britain's developed a pretty good knack for being at the right place at the right time. Um since the accident. So I think there's going to be a lot more accusation, questioning, following him around, mm-hmm. you know, wondering if he is responsible for these murders that show up. So um, I don't think that they believe uh, or they think it's crazy that he has like these hunches, these dreams, you know, that that give him the answers to the. So I think there's going to be a lot more investigation of him to come. Yeah. Because if you think about it, if you were walking around not knowing if you were awake or asleep, people are going to speculate 
a lot about you. Sure. Because clearly that means you're kooky. And what are you capable of if you're crazy? Right. And if you're working in a police department, you have access to all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. I do a lot of bad weapons. things. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely they're going to keep a tight eye on them. I think um, even because I suffer from insomnia from time to time, not all the time, but uh, when I can't tell if I'm awake or asleep in those times too, you yeah. know, or it just feels the same. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel crazy. I feel like a crazy person. Right. Yeah. So um, not that I would murder somebody, but, you know, I might. But the option's always there. Yeah, and I could blame it on exhaustion. Yeah. <laughs> well, I predict, I think they are going to go to Oregon, at least for maybe one episode, to, you know, I don't know, get some interests going, because if they have the same formula of, like, L.A. crime, L.A. crime every episode, right. it could get, get, boring. get tired. Yeah. So I think they'll go to Oregon, but I don't think it will last long. I think it will be a blip in, like, the road, and then he'll be back to his, his old ways. But I think they'll use it this week, this coming episode as, like, a, a, a new adventure in a way. Um, and I think the, uh, I think the, um, oh, God, what's his name? Uh, Gemini. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, he's, I think he's going to be gone soon. I don't think he's going to last very long because he almost seems like, um, I would imagine a figment of his imagination. Mm. And I feel like once he wants him out of his imagination, he'll be out of his imagination or his dream. And um, <laughs> this is just because I didn't shave today, so I just wanted to <laughs> mask I love it. it. So um, <laughs> that was nice. It was a nice catch. Yeah. Nice catch, Cleve. Yeah. Jeremy um, Lynn, this is what it is. Uh, this, we've been having the exit music for some time, so... Uh, I guess uh, I guess we'll be signing off here. Um, thank you for joining us this evening. Um, you can again, you can download us on iTunes and YouTube. And uh, Kristen, where can we find you? You can find me in any public restroom. Okay, That's where I am normally. But again, check me out at sweatthesmallstuffwithkristen.com. And you can tweet me at couple for mayor. And uh, and vote for Maria. Dancing with the Stars Monday nights. She's doing great. <laughs> doing great um and and homegirl's working hard despite having broken ribs i just want to say that that she's a hardcore chick so anyway um buzz you later from bing.com executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 